This is Making Her Magic, the podcast. One, two, three, four. A podcast to teach you how to actually adult in life. How to run a business. How to create a balanced mindset. How to create goals, habits, and routines to serve you the best way they possibly can. This is the best advice for the best version of you. Hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of Making Her Magic, the podcast. I'm your host, Amy Phillips, and today I want to talk to you about entrepreneurship. And I want to talk about what it takes to be an entrepreneur and what it looks like to be an entrepreneur from my perspective. So going back to the beginning of my journey. So I remember growing up, my uh, dad started his own business and he, I don't remember any specific conversations about it, but the energy around starting a business was always a possibility for me. Like it was, it wasn't like it was made to seem like super easy or anything, but it was just instilled, you know, I was around that environment. So it was kind of normal to me. And when things you know, when they're around you, when you're younger, they seem normal to you. So they're not as scary. So having my own business was always an easy and simple um, possibility or outcome for me. When I finished high school and I went straight into studying massage therapy and became a soft tissue therapist, I remember, I think it was in my second year, we had a business class for a semester And it was all about how to start a business and, you know, creating a business plan and all of the things that you might need if you want to start a business. And I was so dismissive in this class. Like I was just like, "Eh, I'm not going to start a business. I already have a job because at that stage I was already working at a clinic and I was like, I already have a job that I love. Like I don't need to think about this or, you know, even learn how to start my own business because I'm comfortable where I am, you know, like I don't. I don't think I'll ever start my own clinic, so why would I ever need to learn this information? Rookie mistake. (laughs) Not saying that I've ever done a business plan for any of my businesses, but it would have been nice. I definitely would have learned some things if I actually tuned in. Um, So yeah, that was my early adulthood, I guess, and childhood experience around businesses. And when, so if you've listened to my first podcast, you would know that when I was 21, I moved Uh, cities. I moved to Melbourne and with the help and I guess the confidence that was instilled in me from one of my best friends, I, when I moved, I decided to start my own business and this was made to be pretty simple. I mean, so the friend that I'm talking about, she had a bunch of success already in her career and she had just started um, a franchise herself. So getting the advice from her was like gold, you know, like she was already in the position of where I wanted to be of, you know, working for yourself and, you know, making all of the big decisions on your own. So she kind of instilled it with me. I remember we would always go for walks up this particular mountain and we would always talk business. It was like one of our favorite pastimes <laughs> for me anyway. Um, yeah. So When I was 21, I moved cities and that's when I started my first business. To start your own business is, in my opinion, very easy. So if you are a baker 
and you want to bake cupcakes, to start your own business, all you have to do is start baking cupcakes and depending on what country you're in, when you're in Australia, you need an ABN, an Australian business number, which is for free and you just apply online and then they give you one. Um, Here in Canada, I hope this is right, but I don't think you need a business number until you hit um, 30K um, in revenue and then that's when you need to get a business number and then register for taxes and things like that. Anyway, but in saying that, in the initial stages, you honestly do not need to put any effort into it, essentially. Like if you're already doing it, if you're already making cupcakes for your friends and family and you want to sell them, see how they go, apply for that free ABN or whatever your government requires you to do and just start selling. It's honestly as simple as that. And then if it kicks off, it kicks off. And then that's when you look into, okay, I need to look into my bookkeeping. I need to look into registering a business name, blah, blah, blah. I'll get into that later. But in the initial stages, it is so fucking easy. I feel like society has put entrepreneurs and business owners on this massive pedestal. And, you know, I've had lots of people over the past five or six years come up to me in in kind of awe, like, oh, you're so young and you've started your own business and blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, it is, it is a a great feat, you know, like it's it's cool to say that you, I've started my own businesses, but it's not as difficult as people have made it out to be, you know, like it's not like you have to jump through five million hoops to start your own side hustle, you know, and in the baker's perspective, you don't have to quit your main job or your nine to five and bake cupcakes for the rest of your life, you know, straight out of the gates, The beauty of starting your own business is being able to dabble and being able to start side hustling and selling cupcakes on the weekends and seeing how they go and what the demand is. And then you get to kind of test the waters while you're still in your nine to five and you get to pay your rent, you pay your mortgage, you pay your bills and you get to have fun with your friends still. But you're building this empire on the side that hopefully is going to be your new adventure. And so coming back to the setup, so that's pretty much the gist of it, in my opinion. Please don't take all of this as Bible, but I'm just telling you, I've started three businesses now, and this is what I've done for each and every one of them, and they've been my sole income every single time. So it's not like there's a lot of rocket science that needs to go into starting your own business. And again, coming back to the business um, plan never done one in my life. I downloaded a free one from Google once, you know, one that you can like fill in, like it had all the questions and then you can just fill in all of your answers. Ugh. In my opinion, I guess it depends on what sort of business you're starting, but like I, I never needed to ask for um, like any government assistance or like um, what's it called, like investments or anything. So I never really needed to prove to anyone what my vision was. So I guess that's definitely um, an aspect that I'm not as familiar with, Um, but they're very straightforward regardless if you did want to do one. It kind of states, what's your idea? What is your vision for it? What's your initial revenue goal? Like, what's your profit margins and all of those things? Um, But yeah, so I've never done one fully. I started one and then I got over it and I went, I don't even need this because I'm only going to work for myself and I I don't need staff right now and you know, all of the things that it asks for. Um, So yeah, the second 
misconception, I guess, that society has put on business owners is the quote-unquote grind. I really dislike the hustle culture and the grind culture that really came about a few years ago on Instagram. And there's a few reasons for this. The first one being that it makes out that like if you're not hustling or grinding, whatever that means to you, then you're not going to be successful or that you're not trying hard enough. Like I really just don't like that because that's how people get burnt out and that's how people start to, you know, not enjoy what they're doing when in the first place you're starting this business because you're passionate about it and you want to change your life path and you you don't want to be stuck in working for someone for the rest of your life and you want to kind of have your own flexibility and freedom. And then people are like, oh, you know, I work 24-7, ha, ha, ha. No, that's not something to laugh about. Like, that is not a badge that you should wear with pride. Like, in my opinion, I, I don't think that's what most business owners go into business for. And there might be stages in your business where you feel like you need to be always on top of it and always working. But again, in my opinion, I don't think that is a goal to aim for to have those massive to-do lists or those long work days. I don't think that's something that most people should aim for or be proud of either. I think it's that's definitely a time where you should take a step back and reevaluate your business and yourself and what you are doing and then perhaps see if you need to hire someone else to do those jobs that are taking up all of your time or, you know, there's lots of options when it comes to business. Um, But, yeah, so the hustle and the grind culture to me – just feels a bit yucky and it's very like masculine energy and not that that's a wrong thing, but it was very glorified. Like the whole hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind was very glorified. Um, Much like how like maybe like what was like 10 years ago and like Fitspo was in and it was like, oh yeah, go to the gym for like two hours and like only eat like 1200 calories. Like that was like really glorified then. And then it went into like the more business side of things of like, if you're not grinding, you're not working hard enough. Um, Which thankfully now I feel like we're coming out of it. And I see lots of coaches on Instagram who they went through that stage and now they're coaching coaches or business owners on how not to do that, you know, how not to be so overworked and how not to burn out early on in your business journey, Um, which I think is really cool because I think it's important for people, women especially, I feel like women test themselves, they push themselves a bit further than what they should because it's almost like they have to prove themselves to society a bit more, which is really sad still. But I'm here to tell you that you do not. You are good enough um, and smart enough and inspiring enough just as you are. You don't need to work 16 hours a day to prove otherwise. Do you need to pick me up? The weekly magic update is for the lady who needs midweek motivation, accountability, and a self-care reminder straight to her inbox. You will receive a special message from myself every Wednesday, guaranteed to give you tangible tips and a fresh perspective. Subscribe by heading to makinghermagic.com, scroll down to subscribe to our newsletter, and enter your email address. See you there. So the other part of entrepreneurship that 
you will quickly learn is that especially if you're just like a one-woman show, there are a lot of aspects to business once you get a high revenue in. Um, If you're like side hustling, it's usually a lot easier from my experience. But once you go full in on a business, there's lots of um, no aspects of it, like the accounting side and taxes and building a proper website and getting the branding. And not to say that like branding is up on the top of my ultra important list, but it is something that you have to think about and invest in um, eventually. So those are things to think about. So I, when I was in Melbourne, I briefly worked for an accounting company and I did the books for like a couple, like a construction company and a, what was it like water restoration or something? Um, anyway, I did the books for them. And so I was really lucky that I had learned a lot through that experience. And even though I, I'm obviously living in Canada now, so there's lots of different tax rules here, I learned the basics and they're pretty much the same over here you know, like expenses versus like income and then like your profit margin and things like that. Um, It's very similar over here. So I was very lucky that I learned that aspect of things early on because now it's so much easier to track things. And the number one thing, as you guys know, I preach changing banks if they charge you a monthly bank fee because fuck that. It gets me so fired up. (laughs) Um. But when you start your own business, you want to get your own, um, you know, debit card or checking account, as they call it here, and, you know, a a separate expenses account and then an account where you can put your taxes away into and an account that you can pay yourself into so you know how much you're making from the business and all of those things. So those are the next phases in my opinion and experience that comes with owning a business. And to me, I love numbers. I love um, that side of things. So I actually really enjoy it. And, you know, all the spreadsheets and mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah, it might be difficult for other people who don't like numbers and things like that. But that is when you you hire out for that, you know, like you either have your own accountant that you go to every quarter or how often that you need to and you get them to sort it all out like there are so many options for that but it's something to have in the back of your mind when you are starting a business and when it especially when it starts to grow that is something that you need to you need to allocate the time to do that or you need to allocate someone to do that for you another part of business that I don't mind about it um, in the work that I do, but I know some people are don't go into business for this specific reason, and that is the inconsistency. So, as you guys know, I've had um, I had my massage business back in Melbourne, and then I also have a massage and yoga business currently here where I'm living, and then obviously I have making her magic. So, with I'll use my massage business here as an example. So the town that I live in is really touristy. So like in winter, um, it's a, our town like triples in population or something ridiculous. And then in the summer, again, it probably like doubles, like it's not as busy, but it's still busier. And then in the other months, so like in the fall and in the spring, which we call the shoulder seasons, it's super quiet and slow. So, and my services are aimed towards, 
um, like their luxury services, right? So they aim towards the tourists, they aim towards um, the heli lodges and things like that. Like people who come in with money, that is who I treat. I do see a few locals, but it's very rare because I'm not registered here as a um, massage therapist because my qualifications did not transfer. So the locals here who have, you know, regular jobs all year round and they have benefits with their work, they want to use those benefits with a registered therapist so they can get their money back, if that makes sense. So, which I don't mind because I just work um, super hard in the winter and then in the summer. And then I know in the other months I can just chill because I've made enough money to, you know, like I budget and I say, okay, I need X amount for rent, X amount for bills, X amount to put into savings, X amount to invest in stocks. And then I'm sweet. And then over the next two months or three months, whenever it's quiet, I know I have that leeway because I've put the money away. Um, so yeah, there's the inconsistency aspect of that. And again, it depends on what business you have. If you, coming back to the cupcake business, if you have that business and you want to do that all year round, then you shouldn't really have to worry about inconsistency. But if you live in a town where the summertime is just booming and then in winter it's nothing, like you don't live near a ski hill or anything like that, then that's something to think about. You need to make enough money to last you those three or four months where you might not have as much business as you'd like. I was listening to, I think it's, yeah, it was. It was the Business Bible with um, Ryan John and Victoria Divine. And Ryan was saying how, I forget what episode it was. They might've been talking about money in some aspect. Um, Anyway, and he was telling a story about there's a pub in Melbourne, Australia, and they are an Irish pub and they make their entire profit on St. Patrick's Day. And the rest of the year, it's like the money that comes in just like pays the bills for that time. And then on St. Patrick's Day, obviously everyone wants to go to an Irish pub and they just get slammed and they make their entire year's profit in one day. So that's just one example of inconsistent income. And again, it's coming back to the accounting side of, okay, I need to be smart enough to say I earn X amount over these few months. That needs to last me another four months. How can I break that down? Another thing when it comes to business, and this really helped me out. I mentioned my good friend at the start of the podcast, and it's your support system. If you do not have a solid support system, I think that starting a business is, it would be very hard. If you had no one backing you or supporting you at least, I think, not that it can't be done, obviously, there are no impossibilities in this world, but I think it would be very hard and again, coming back, this is just my opinion. And for me, if I did not have a supportive family or friends or partner, it would just deflate me. It would not make me want to strive for more or strive for better because I didn't have anyone on my side. And I guess it's the same, you know, like if you were in a sports team and you were playing every weekend and you had zero people watching you in the stands or you had no one send you a good luck message beforehand, or you had no coach that was motivating you or telling you what good of a job you're doing and and to keep going, 
why would you go back every weekend? Like what, in my opinion, your own passion and grit and internal motivation can only get you so far. And I know that can sound, that might sound a bit like depressing, (laughs) but I think it's true. As humans, we crave communication and connection and support. And as I said, I think your own internal passion and motivation can only get you so far, which is why I think it's so important to have a great support network. And that can look like your mom or your partner or your friendship group or an online coach, or even if you follow inspiring people on Instagram or Twitter or wherever who are doing the same thing as you and um, you feel connected to them, like that is, that counts. You know, I think we we're so uh, detached from social media and the interweb that we forget that it's still a way to connect and it's still a way where you can gain inspiration and you can re-motivate yourself from those platforms. So I think that is another thing to look at. If you feel like you have no support in the real world, have a look online, see who you follow and see if you can connect with any like-minded people in your field or perhaps even if it's just you think you have something in common with them, then it's totally worth sending them a DM or a message um, and just see if you you can connect that way. So those were my main points that I wanted to get across to you all today and I'll just recap for you. So the first is the setup and how, in my opinion, it's very simple and it should not be scary and it does not have to be an all-in or nothing process. It can definitely be a gradual process and kind of dipping your your feet in the water. Uh, and the second thing is talking about the hustle and the grind and how I personally don't think that it is necessary in order to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. Uh, I think it's very much something that society created to especially make women kind of prove themselves. And it was seen as though, you know, if you're not hustling or grinding, then you're not good enough. You're not working hard enough. You're not going to succeed. I totally disagree. I do not think that grinding and hustling is such a thing that anyone has to do. There are no rules in business. That's in my personal opinion anyway. And the other thing that we spoke about was the inconsistency. So speaking about um, bookkeeping and accounts, depending on what your business is, it might be inconsistent with the income. So that is something that you need to prepare for. And it's something that you need to wrap your head around early on in the game so that you're not left dry. You, you, know, you know, your bank isn't left on empty because you didn't plan ahead. And the last thing that I spoke about was the support, uh, how important it is to have a support network around you, whether that is in person or online, because as I said earlier, your inner motivation, your inner passion can most of the time only get you so far before you feel like you are in it alone and that it's too hard and that it's not worth it. So I hope that this 
podcast was helpful for those of you who are perhaps thinking about starting a business or if you just have started your own business. I hope you got some tips from this. And if you have any questions from this podcast, my DMs are always open. My Instagram is at making her magic. And I look forward to speaking with every single one of you. Talk to you next week. Hey, I'm jumping in really quick at the end of this podcast just to let you know that round two of my signature six-week group coaching program, Simplifying the Hard Stuff, is officially open for enrollment. We will be working together over the next six weeks and I'll be teaching you how to set goals, create action plans, discover your why, debunk limiting beliefs, and incorporate affirmation and mantra practices into your daily routine. So you can secure your spot by following the link in the show notes enrollment closes on November 7th so getting quick thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast I know how valuable your time is so I really appreciate you choosing to tune in every single week if you haven't already please follow at making her magic on Instagram and come and join our free Facebook community by searching Making Her Magic Community in the Facebook app. Don't forget to wear sunscreen today. Bye.